0: Lob Talk Radio. You
1: know.
2: Everly, culture Freedom Radio Network is most evident in this house right here on this Monday, Monday, Monday afternoon. Yes, I know I'm in the house right here. A little earlier than usual, man, a little earlier than usual, but I have something that I have to do, so I had to come on in here, y'all, and get in here a little earlier today man. So I think y'all for tuning in right here again to Culture Free Radio Network. Those of you who catch the show live and those of you who will catch the show later, however you catch it, I greatly do appreciate you most definitely indeed. Like I said, y'all always can catch the shows on the archives on those very various distributing apps such as iHeartRadio, Tune In Radio, uh what's the hell the other one y'all? iTunes and many many more uh pandora as well y'all can catch the show indeed and thank y'all all uh all of y'all who listen to the show as well right here on blog talk and on talkshoe.com you can catch the show later on Talk sh- on talkshoe in the archives i really do appreciate you for listening in hey just come in the house right here just want to throw something out right fast for you you know we had a uh, outstanding topic of conversation on Friday night, man. So we coming up in this house right here just to kind of reiterate some things that was going on uh, in that show and some things that we touched on in the show. Just want to come in here. And primarily, I have a couple of clips that I want to play and I might just do my little narration to it and might give my little input on some of the things that are going to be said in some of these clips right here. Uh, I want to go into some of the things some more about the good sister Micaiah Bryant. Micaiah Bryant. Like I said, may the peace and blessings be upon a young sister's soul. There's some information that came out. Some more about her situation. Um, so yeah, I'm gonna play some of that and there was some, you know, talk shows and things as people was talking about that as well. So, um and um, and first first before I get into that, I want to say something about the thing about the uh, what's the full name y'all? Derek Chauvin, the one who uh, you know had that incident with George Floyd. You know, I forgot to touch on that on Friday, and um, you know everybody's getting happy right now because um, you know saying that he uh is gonna be sentenced. He's he's been found guilty on all charges but everybody's getting all happy and things, you know, which, you know, we, we would think, you know, we should get happy because we say, say that. Um people thinking that, well, finally we getting some justice. Well, y'all we thought the same thing. Uh you know, people thought the same thing. Remember now what happened in Dallas, Texas with Amber Geiger. Y'all remember that with Bottom Jean, with Amber Geiger. Everybody's, oh, we're gonna get some justice, but here's the trick. When they come down to sentencing them, they still they still do not get the justice, right? The equal justice. They get the spank on their hand still. If you did the same thing, right, they wanna give you the max. They're gonna knock your socks off. And excuse me, I hope ain't no children listening. But like, like some old folks used to say, man, that was that's what a white boy used to say. They are gonna knock your dick in the dirt. Yeah, so
3: yeah,
2: uh, uh-huh. They're gonna, they're gonna, they're gonna penalize you to the highest degree. But even with them, see, this is the trick. This is the trick. Y'all gotta understand the game. Understand the game. How they've been doing, right? Y'all remember at one particular time that they wouldn't even um, charge. Well, they basically yeah, they wouldn't even charge them, or they would charge them, and they say, well, they have been acquitted of all charges, and you be like, God damn it, you know, all the time. It was like sometimes they said, well, they won't even bring them up on the charges. So either they had – they wouldn't bring them up on charges or they'll say we're going to charge them, and they, they've been acquitted of all the charges, right? Now the game is people were protesting and got mad about that. So here's the game now. we finding them guilty, but when it comes down to the sentencing, right, what happened? They get a spank. They still get a spank. They do not get – now, like they saying right, that um, Derrick Chauvin, some cases, and he might get twenty years for one charge. I don't know the, the sentencing thing. It, this charge might carry forty years. One charge, you know, it may say forty years. Y'all know damn well they're not going to do that. If it was a charge that carries ten ten years, for just say for one thing, you know they're going to get him less the less thing out of all of them. They might say two years out of that T, and they might give him two. And y'all already know with all of those charges, they're going to run them concurrent. They're going to run them together. They're going to run them together. And so and it's not gonna. he's not going to get a max. He's Because I even heard something that was a clip with um, – what's this guy named? Uh, 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 shit, y'all. Let me find it right there because I sent it out to a couple of brothers. Peace, good, uh, peace to all my good brothers and sisters out there. Who listened to the show as well? Uh, Keith Ellison, y'all, the Attorney General Keith Ellison. Yes, the Attorney General Keith Ellison. Let me let me let me let me read it. He had did an interview on TMZ, right? And he said that he felt bad for Derek Chauvin, huh? He said he felt bad for Derek Chauvin because he said that he is a human. Well, goddamn! Did nobody feel? Did he? Did, did Derek Chauvin feel have these sentimental values for George Floyd? George Floyd was a human. Did he feel that the compassion for George Floyd? So why is it that here's this so-called black man, the attorney general, right? He's having compassion. I know you're something. We got to have compassion. Well, here's a man who didn't have compassion for another man who was, an of, who was a human being as well. Let me see Can I play just a little bit of this here. This let me get some of the static out. This is the Attorney General right here, man, talking. Um, just you know, with his feelings. Bro, I hope I. Oh shit, I can't do it. I forgot I got the Bluetooth on. Uh, let me see. Let me cut my Bluetooth off and see Can I do this right here. Let me, see. let me try to do it again, y'all, man. I get it. I get it. Yeah, because I have my Bluetooth. Bo- oh, you know what? I called into the show. Let me hang it up. Let me hang it up. Let me hang this up because I called into the show to bag up my um, audio so I can make sure I hear myself. I called in earlier to try to do the show. I had their problems. Okay, here we go, y'all. Here we go. I thought y'all said, son, get that damn technical support ready, man. <laughs> All right, here we
3: go.
4: When you first heard the word guilty, you thought what? Gratitude, um, humility, followed by a certain sense of, I'll say, satisfaction. It's what we were aiming for the whole time. I spent 16 years as a criminal defense lawyer, so I will admit I felt a little bad for the defendant. I think he deserved to be convicted, but he's a human being. Somehow, I did not expect to hear from you a note of compassion for Derek Chauvin. I'm not in any way wavering from my responsibility, but I hope we never forget that people who are defendants in our criminal justice system, that they're, they're, they're human beings, they're people. I mean, George Floyd was a human being. And so I'm not going to ever forget that everybody in this process is a person. A maximum sentence would send what kind of message? I think it is important for the court to not go light or heavy. I don't know if it's right for a judge to send a message through a sentence, because the sentence should be tailored to the offense, tailored to the circumstances of the case. Look, the state never wanted revenge against Derek Chauvin. We just wanted accountability.
2: Uh, That made me choke. Now, now, when there is a case that does not pertain to a police officer such as Derek Chauvin, we do not hear all of that stuff. We do not hear these type of things that they are human. I've seen cases Cases where somebody did they committed a murder and they was they were black committed an act of murder and I'm not condoning this at all. I'm just trying to give an example. they committed an act of murder, and there were white judges that was proceeding over the case called those guys monsters they say y'all are must. this is a judge now say y'all are monsters. That's what she called them monsters and some other names, but now all of a sudden Derek chauvin, and, and, and Derek chauvin right he's human too. we have to have compassion and 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 I heard this today on the uh radio show, and i, I this is this t m z and I guess there was another interview um with the turner general um and he said, keep Ellison. And I was even hearing that, that it was said. I don't know. I, I found that. Now that's just one part. But he was saying that he's going to ask the judge, right? Ask the judge to not render a harsh, a harsh sentence to Derek Chauvin. I heard it. This is to do with the. Name. You know. on George Floyd. I mean, excuse me, y'all. Derrick Chauvin. <laughs> the man who didn't have compassion when everybody was telling him, get off the man's neck. He can't breathe, such and such and this and that. But he didn't seem to have compassion for brother George Floyd. Now, here's this district attorney, a so-called black man, want to have compassion on a man who didn't show fucking compassion to another man who was dying. He just, and y'all seen how his response were, his nonchalant uh, posture and things were when he was on brother Floyd's neck. Hmm? Did he seem to have compassion for brother George Floyd? So why is it that now they want to have compassion for this goddamn murderer? <laughs> It behooves me and I'm just I don't know man. It seemed to be man. I I, I don't know man. What it was what did it say, uh Brother Malcolm said We sick boss we sick that's what it seemed to go back to me when I hear this with with, with, with Keith Ellison. We sick boss. We sick. We can't we can't don't 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 send his master. Don't send his master to hard terms. Master didn't didn't mean to hurt him. He didn't he didn't he didn't mean to do what he did to him. He didn't mean to hurt him. Y'all told, y'all know what it goes back. To. OK, I see I can hear myself, but I can't control my switchboard. OK. Um, but Derek Chauvin, you know, didn't have compassion for the, our brother, George Floyd. So I don't know why in the hell now these people want to constantly have like Amber Guy, the judge and all of this playing in her hair, rubbing all in her hair and all of this type of stuff. Man, what's wrong with these damn folks, man? What is wrong with these people? Huh? What's wrong with these so-called black judges, and black attorneys and shit, man? And nobody's having compassion for for our brothers and sisters when they go in there who commit a crime. Yes, I understand. When they do a crime, you you, you, you have to pay the penalty. But God damn it, there's no compassion. They're not saying they're humans. They're calling them monsters and things of this nature. You beast and... I- but then, when there's someone like this in this particular case, that's and see, I'm gonna tell y'all. See, that's when the sentencing come in, because of the shit being said like that, like with Amber Geiger, the 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 uh, uh, brother Botham Jean's brother said, I don't even think that she should even go to jail. See, that's happened with the sentencing. That's why they would go light on. Those, those so-called like Derrick Show with when the sinners see that's what everybody getting happy right now. But when that sentencing come down, let's see how happy and people celebrate. Then see this the thing about it, y'all. We we see that's the, that they 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 play the game with us, man. They play the game. What's my Chris Tucker say? They playing with your emo-. now hold that big worm. They playing with your emotion, Smokey. They playing with your emotion. Y'all can't see the game. They've been playing it so long and you still ain't caught on to the game. Huh. But anyway, I got to get some clips here and play some things tonight for y'all. Uh, I just want to throw that out because I forgot to touch on that on Friday. Forgot to touch on that. And let me tell y'all, man, something right fast, too. This weekend, I the, uh, y'all I said, on the last show, uh, when Brother Justice and I, we was holding it down, and we had a great dialogue, this conversation, and uh, we just talked about various things. And we talked about, and I said, mentioning how, you know, we talk about there need to be police reform, right? But also said there need to be reform of the black community. The so-called black community, and I'm not like I said, I'm not generalizing all so-called black people in America, melanated brothers and sisters in America, but there need to be some goddamn reform in Black America, USA. Goddamn it, it needs to be, it has to be there. uh, There's a dire need for reform in the for black. I don't know, the black community, black society here in America. This weekend, this weekend, well, this has been a violent weekend in the city of Memphis and right behind my house, right behind my house. I heard some shooting earlier that day. My wife was in, you know, we was both in the kitchen. We just heard my rapid gunfire. And I was like, we were just like, get down, get down. We just started ducking down, man, just trying to get the hell out of the way. And uh, at first we heard the dogs barking. And my wife's like, man, what they barking for? Cause they was outside in the backyard. Yeah, I was like, what, what are they barking for? So I looked out. I didn't see anything. I mean, maybe there was some shots happening then. I didn't hear And then uh, by the time I looked out the door and I m- moved away from the door because I didn't see nobody outside, uh, this broad daylight. Um, started hearing the, the gunshots and we was like get down get down and um so right after that and you know we, everything was cool we didn't you know see, see none and i looked out my back had my back door open and there's like a field behind my house and there used to be a park there but it's not and there was a store um just kind of like on the next street, Main Street behind my house, I could see to the Main Street behind my house, and I just seen I seen a young woman man hiding on the side of the building had a a infant small infant in her hands and her arm. She was hiding on the side of the building, and just people will start just you know trying to run and scramble to get the hell out of the way. Um, so I didn't see no police come at that time. Uh, right after that, there was some more shots. Probably 10, 15 minutes right after that, some more shots rang out. So, man, and um, so I had to leave and go somewhere and I came back. So probably roughly after the first shot, it had to have been about maybe two hours uh, later. So I'm going to sit on the couch and watch some little television, relax. And I said, well, maybe these fools do shooting. And, man, soon as I laid on the couch and I got that comfortable spot, man. It sounded like somebody, well, y'all know how loud a y'all ever, ever heard a shotgun, how it's, a shotgun as loud as I don't know what. It sounded like somebody had an automatic shotgun. That's how loud these damn gunshots were. It almost sounded like he was in my backyard, which is kind of where close because my, like I said, it was at this store behind my house, and uh not right at my house, but it's you know a couple of feet from from my house. Man, it was so damn loud. I just rolled off the couch and hit the floor. Boom! Man, I'm telling you, man. I rolled off the couch, hit the floor. And told my wife, "Get down, get down." But she was on the other side of the house, so she was like, "I'm already down." And uh man, it was loud as a mother. Man, just rapid gunfire. It was like boom, 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 boom. boom, boom. Man, it was so damn loud. Then, it, then it sounded like it was another type of gun. I, that loud shot, automatic shotgun sound. It was another type. And I was like, God damn. But anyway. Uh, long story short, after that, found out, found out that the post came and all of that. Two guys did get shot over there uh, at that store. One guy's in critical condition. So what I found out today that um, the shooting that was occurred that the two guys that got shot they stole this other guy's car, and I guess they was riding in his car and they started shooting at him earlier. So the first gunshots I heard, they were shooting now according to some reports the people around here that know what's happened said they were shooting at him and they was riding in his car. Now these are some stupid asses. They ride in his car and they stopped at the store and he came back with some more guys and caught them at the store and he shot them, shot the guys at the store. And um and like someone who know, you know, know all of those guys was told, you know, told us what happened. And they said a lot of this is gang violence, gang activity now around here at the store. It's a lot of gang rivalry. They fighting for territory and stuff like that. I don't even go to the goddamn store over there. I can't. i be glad. I hope they close that damn store down because there's so many things that's happening in this store. It's getting to be a goddamn public nuisance. And I, today when I came home, actually the store wasn't open. So I'm hoping they close that damn store down. I don't go in there any goddamn way. This old, uh, you know, anyway, it ain't even worth going in there, you know. There's, it probably worth somebody who like beer and cigarettes. It's good for them. It need to be shut down. I hope it is. It's a damn getting to be a public nuisance. But anyway, so there's been a lot of shootings here in this city. I, I think a 16 year old girl got shot again here in this city. Uh It just so much is happening and occurring. We are killing each other at a rate into shooting each other, man, like crazy man. What the hell is going on the minds of so-called black people in America? What is going on, man? We, how long can we contribute? To what's happening to us and what we are doing to slavery and white supremacy, holding racist white supremacists at fault for saying, well, this is the reason why we are acting in such a manner. Because what happened to us four hundred years, some people said 400 years, 250 years, 300, however long it's been, right, how long can we keep using that excuse? That reasoning to say this is why we are acting in such a manner today in 2001. How long are we going to keep using that? Now, a bro- brother today – and i got to hear him get this clip in here. Uh, a brother today on a local radio station, and he was even saying today – and he was talking about the crime, and and I agree with him. And I know I'm going to say one part of the justice I know he's going to agree with um, – because that's his forte. Uh, I'm about to say in a minute. It's his specialty, I would say. Um, he said one thing. It that's a mental thing. That's a it's a mental thing that's happening, and I and I and I totally agree with that. And also, justice. This this the part I said you you're probably gonna like and you'd agree. He said it is what people are eating. Their food consumption, the type of food they're putting into their body. He always talks about food. He he's on a health you know, healthy uh living, dieting and stuff. He said a lot of things that people are putting ingesting into their body, they're eating, affect their mind state, their mindset, their way of thinking, the type of food that they are ingesting into their body. Hmm. I know you might like that one, Justice, because I know you don't. You you know, you the food master, you know the head food master. Uh, so I give you that as your credential. And um, but I, I I would agree, man. I would agree because and and I say that I agree on that and and um, because I remember when I was locked up at the uh, in in the correctional center before, right? In the summertime, they used to sell. Uh, I mean, I sell. Served pork, yeah, um, and it was some pork they used to serve out there. They had to, they I think they had to end up stop serving that shit out there. That like, like uh, barbecue pork, and just not on that day, but it's like during the summer. Every time, every single time they served that barbecue pork, like you know, like the barbecue, like you might go to one of the barbecue, man go get a barbecue shredded pork sandwich or something like that. And every time they 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 searched, they found out that every time there always be a cold what they call cold red, fight broke out. And it's summertime. It's hot as I don't know what. Summertime. It was always a bunch of fights. Out the dinner man, a little later, cold red, got cold red. The, the you know, the corrections would go on lockdown or whatever building you had, go on lockdown. Fights broke out. Why? See that's why y'all think about it, man. Does y'all think there's a Bible that 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 the God of the Bible, as y'all would say, say man, y'all just it, it, he just don't want y'all eat pork. There's health reasons why it tells you do not mess with the damn swine.
5: My my grandmother been eating pork for a hundred years. Ain't nothing wrong with. Them. They literally be a hundred.
2: <laughs> I'm using country slurring, y'all. Hundred. Okay, maybe so. Hey, maybe. Certain all things don't affect everybody in a certain way. Some people eat pork; they get hypertension, high blood pressure, all type of stuff. Some people do they eat that shit, man. I've seen people eat it, boy. They when it's hot outside, boy, they be about to pass the hell out. They get headaches, all kind of. And some people, y'all don't understand. They do Just look at they, they they get real violent. It get real vi I know y'all probably say all oh, Sunday. man, you reaching now. You're reaching. I'm, hey, I've seen it, man. I've seen this this bull shiggity happen. Go out there and eat you up. Wait wait till it get hot outside, y'all. Wait till it get to be 100 degrees. 100 degrees. And go out there and eat y'all a good old pork chop sandwich. I'm saying that, and that ain't good for me because I don't eat it. But go out there and get y'all one of them old good slimy ass pork chop sandwich. Fried pork chop sandwich. And watch a lot of things that happen. Anyway, but anyway, there need to be reform in the black community. Let's get into something here right fast, y'all, because I said I wasn't going to do too much talking. But y'all know, I guess I can't when that mics come on. I do. Let's play something here, uh, seen earlier right here. This is from um, WBNSTV. Uh, ten. Okay, let me say that again, y'all. This is Wm. Their props here. Uh, representation. W B S W. Damn, y'all, come on. W B N S T N T V. I don't know where the hell is located, but I just saw it on YouTube and it was going into some stuff talking about steel about the Makaya uh situation. Now let's check this out. Now, like I said on the last show, brother, brother, my good brother L J was saying how that we as a community have to do better. We have to take charge. Like when certain things escalate, it should be somebody there to try and... Defuse the situation. Well, there's a this situation should it be somebody else an adult who could be there to try to defuse the situation. Whereas all you know, like somebody, like even with that situation with the sister, young sister, we saw the man in that video, which finds out that was, like I said, who was kicking at the young woman. Found out that is is, they're supposed to, as they say, that was Micaiah, uh Bryant, father, who was jumping on. Trying to jump on that, that, that other woman with Micaiah, you know the one who Micaiah first pushed down. We see that they say that it was her dad who was trying to jump on, jump on that woman as well. Um, and but and in, and instead of like I said, him helping to jump on that woman, and now the police has arrived. Right as that man, as that father, even though temper may flare. He's supposed to be an adult, right? He's supposed to think that here's the police out here. Your daughter got a knife and saying I'm going to stab the f out of this B. You, Makaya, Mic- give me the knife. Stand back. Uh-uh. No. Stop. But you let your daughter go on an attack in front of the police with a knife. Knowing somebody probably said they already called the police. Let your daughter a- attack this woman with a knife. And you join into the attack. You not being an adult. Stop. Micaiah, stop. Put the knife down. <sighs> See? Let's play something. Let's play something here. This, was, this sister had been in a home of trouble for at least what they're saying here, for at least six months. So this thing has been escalating, y'all. This thing has been escalating. Now, if somebody had to intervene, intervene, not that just particular day, but six months ago, that sister hmm, would be here today. So it didn't start on that particular day when that police officer Came out there and they shot. He shot the sister. This thing has been escalating and, and brewing for a while. The adults, that's why Brother LJ said this thing. We have to start being responsible and doing, listen, taking and, and, and being responsible and diffusing these situations ourselves. So you don't want, like I said, you don't want the police, and I'm going to play a clip with a brother going to say something like this too, and I, we said it. If you don't want the police in your community, either you start policing your own community, and I don't know what that's going to look like, because like I said uh, on the last show, we said we don't do no snitching. Oh, you can't do no snitching. You don't do that. So I don't know how y'all going to police y'all own community. What y'all going to start these guys is out here doing something wrong in the community? What y'all going to catch them? They're going to beat their ass. Y'all going to take them in the woods, tie their ass up. You're going to bring your own jail. You're going to hold them in, in the jail. You're going to start having your own trial in the in the community. You're going to have a, 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 a community center where you're going to catch them, apprehend them, bring them there, detain them, and like sentence them. That's that's uh, that's how we're gonna police our own community. I mean, what are we what is, what does policing our community truly look like? Hmm. What does it truly make, look like? If you don't want the police coming in there to defuse the situation, well, I mean, what are we supposed to do? I, I, I mean, because I'm at the point I don't I don't know. Because like I said, when I'm in here in my home and I'm hearing gunshots and shit all around me, I'm like, hey man. I mean. It's like when, when they're doing this shit, you damn near don't want to leave out of your own house. You, you, you scared to live come out your own goddamn house and be in your own backyard with gunshots. Living, y'all. I'm telling you, this is not freaking living. So when I said, you know, you know, sometimes we, some, sometime we say it as, as, as so-called black people, man, I get some money, man. I'm staying in the hood, dog. I ain't moving out the hood, bro. I'm hood for life. I ain't, finna, I ain't finna be no sellout. I ain't finna go move out the hood, bro. I'm gonna be for life. Listen, to me tell y'all something, man. You can be, you can still have your blackness. I said, man, if I get some money, y'all, I used to say that same shit because I was thinking about old black power shit. I'm telling y'all, man, let Brother Sunray get some money. I'm getting the fuck out the hood. Y'all get, call me what the fuck you want. I am getting my ass... Now, I'm not going to say I'm moving to no all-white gated community and none of that shit like that, but I'm getting the fuck out of some of these neighborhoods like this. I'm telling you, man, I'm getting the hell out of here. I'm going somewhere else where I can – all right now, you can't say Leo Conley, but I'm going somewhere where I don't have to hear no goddamn gunshots all day long. I ain't got to be ducking down, dropping down on no goddamn ground and all of old bullshit. Come on, man. That ain't living, man. That's not – fucking living. just I don't have to listen, man. If that, if I got to live that way to say I'm black, I don't man, goddamn. I can damn near see why some black people are like, fuck that shit. I'm getting away from y'all black ass niggas. Y'all niggas crazy. Excuse me, y'all. Excuse me for saying that, but I'm just saying how some people think. There was a video. I can't show it to y'all on here. but There was a video on Twitter. i seen on Twitter. I think it's in Miami. It's in Miami in the airport. They fighting like a mother in the Got airport, y'all. They fighting like crazy, like Grandma and them say in Miami. Yeah, it was Miami International Airport. They fighting like like Grandma them say cats and dogs in the international airport. Black folks beating each other, stomping on each other's head, and all that type of stuff. Huh? Beating the hell out of each other, man. Beating each other profusely let me play this here man
6: tonight we are learning much more about micaiah bryant she was in foster care and had only been living at the house on legion lane for five months
7: as 10 tv's
5: lacy crisp explains micaiah's sister told police she was having a hard time at the house we are learning that tuesday was not the first time columbus police were called to that house on legion lane Girl, I leave this
1: what's that
3: I
5: want to leave this foster home." That 911 caller is Janiyah Bryant, Micaiah Bryant's 15-year-old sister who lived at the same foster home. She called police on March 28th. She told dispatcher she's lived there for over a year. What's going on?
8: Why do you want to leave? According
5: to the report, the officers told Janiyah they do not have new placement. Quote. The victim then became irate and stated that if she does not get to leave, then she was going to kill someone in the home, end quote. She was then transported to Children's Hospital for psychological evaluation. That call about a fight comes less than a month before the fight in the front yard of the home on Legion Lane, where Janaya's sister, Micaiah Bryant, can be seen with a knife going after two different women. Columbus Police Officer Nicholas Reardon responded and shot and killed Micaiah. Micaiah's mom, Paula, tells me Janiyah was there on Tuesday. Since November, there have been seven 911 calls from the house. On November 8th, 2020, the foster mom called because a 13-year-old ran away from the house. The child returned on the 11th. On December 9th, 2020, the foster mom called because her 10-year-old foster son was knocking things off the Christmas tree and yelling. A few hours later that day, she called back and asked officers to come back and remove the child and take him to Children's Outpatient. March 28th of this year, Janaya called for a fight. On April 8th this year, the foster mom called because a 13-year-old foster child ran away and then returned. On April 15th, the foster mom called because someone shot a gun inside her neighbor's home. On April 17th, the foster mom called because a car was hit by a bullet. And we reached out to Franklin County Children's Services. They told us they cannot comment. In Columbus, Lacey Crisp, 10TV News.
2: See there, y'all? See what I'm saying? There has been problem, problems that has been escalating in that environment, in that home, for a while. Something should have been done a long time ago. Something... Like, and my wife said, made this statement. She said that woman who, I guess, the foster parent, and a lot of times this happened. She said, she just wants to get that damn check for them children. She didn't give a goddamn about them children. You want to just get them, get a damn check for them. And sometimes y'all, I'm telling y'all, man, this is, that, that is so true. They don't give a shit what happened. And somebody should have, man, done something somewhere to rectify a lot of those problems those girls if they didn't want to be there her and her sister man something should have been done i've seen something in the reports that it, it her mother her, her biological mother is suing the foster mother y'all seen that that she's suing the foster mother the biological mother is suing the foster mother now you know i saw that now here's something else I want to play. A good br- I want to play this brother video that was on YouTube. Let me get the brother uh, name. Give him his credit. But he said to his name. As the YouTube clip is uh, body old technical. Body O technical. This brother here shows do a lot of uh, gun training there uh, on his video. He show you a lot of do how to gun training and a lot of things on this nature. I'm gonna play some of this thing here. What uh, some statements that he made. It's like eight minutes and 50-some seconds. So will let you all hear somebody is.
8: What's going on, fam? Uh, it is what it is. I haven't been on here as much as I should have been, and I promised you all I would be on here a lot more. So here I am. And I'm going to start discussing more of the current events, what's going on. Y'all already know how we get down on the training. You know where to find me, Uh Make sure you subscribe to the newsletter, get the classes in. Let's roll. I am doing it live because I'm going to put it up there give you all time to comment, whatever. And this isn't, this isn't I'm not here for dialogue. This is really just a monologue. And I'm going to talk about the Micaiah Bryant uh, situation, the young princess, not even queen yet, young princess that was shot uh, by the police in Columbus, Ohio. All right, let's run this back. I'm not here to argue. I'm just giving you a point of view that I want you to think about. And so for this video I would uh, go ahead and preface what I'm about to say with the idea that I am talking to my community on this one. Kyle Bryant called the police. Apparently some people was at the house trying to fight her. Kyle Bryant was fighting back, obviously with a knife, based on the information that's given. The cop gets out of the car, pretty much doesn't ask questions. Uh, he sees Micaiah uh, with the knife. From the steel pictures that I've seen, it does appear that she was turning towards the young lady in a pink or red. But that stems a question for me. From that point, based on where the cop was standing, had he pulled the trigger in that situation, he would have shot in the back. But the news is saying that she was shot in the chest. I'm not going to get into that because it's a litany of things, that's a foxhole um, that I don't feel like going down, rabbit hole, I'm sorry, that I don't feel like going down right now. Here's my issue. If you, we, as a community, are tired of the law enforcement's performance or lack thereof, whatever side you sit on, I'm requesting one thing. Stop calling them. Just look here, man. Look, like, like we we got to pick a side. You, you can't call the police and then be pissed off or how they do things, right? When you call the police, I need you to understand when the police get there, they don't do shit their way. Now, let's address the actual shooting. I gotta made that clear. If you don't like what the hell happened when they show up, don't call them. Simple. However, this is what we need to understand as a community. we got to start taking our feelings out of these situations and start actually paying attention to the laws. Got to pay attention to the laws. The cops have a range, just like civilians, have a range of things that they could do from bare minimum all the way up to maximum, what they could do in the event they encounter whatever they encounter. Understand me? The cop had a choice. He genuinely had a choice. Did he have to shoot her? Me, personally, I'm not going to get into that in this video because I want to be a short video. Did he have to shoot her? Man, could he have ran up and grabbed her and pulled her off the girl and took the knife out of her hand? Man, could he have tased her? Man, could he have got a baton out beat the shit out of her? Man, what would have happened? What would have happened? Blah, 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 blah. You need to understand. Community, you need to understand stop Bullshitting with this emotional Garbage I get it I get it the baby Is gone however We have to understand the law If someone has a knife What does the law say About you having a gun throw the badge Out the window for a minute If someone's standing there Near your friend Or over you with a knife And you have a gun The law says Pull that trigger Should you would you personal preference, personal discretion, I'm saying not preference, that every police officer, just like every license to carry holder, CHL CCW, wherever it is, where you are, you have a range of options, you need to understand those range of options. Please, let's understand the range of options. Before we get upset. Before we call the police department. Police Are humans, just like you, in a uniform, who allegedly have some training, some being a wide range of however you want to look at it, whether you agree with how much training they got or not, okay, whether you agree with how much training they got or not, my thing is this, stop calling these people if you don't think they're going to do their job properly. My issue is the baby's gone. You know what I'm saying? We got a baby that's, that's gone. Okay? That's, that's the main issue. Is there a chance that she could have stabbed the other baby? It's chances what if have could have done up and finna sing that song right now. My issue is I want you all to understand one thing. What range of actions does the law allow? for civilians and police officers. Any situation involving a weapon, threat, uh, uh, just whatever. Like I said, my heart goes out to the family because the baby's gone. Regardless of the situation, we got a baby gone, And uh, and look, they're people. Cops are people. True enough, he could have got out of that car he could have waited a minute like, hey, what the fuck's going on? What the hell y'all doing? Everybody going crazy, kicking this girl in the face, right? And then, oh, she stabs that girl in the neck. And then he goes in to fix the situation. The baby's already stabbed in the neck. I'm saying that was the situation. I'm saying that, you know, plethora of situations that could have happened. Plethora of things that he could have done. There are a number of things that I I, I could have done or if I was in that situation, right? I will say this just because you don't agree with the legal actions that were taken, you need to understand and respect the legal options of things that could be done or taken actions that could be taken in that situation. Two big things before I get out of here, man. I hate the fact that the baby's gone. If you 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 know what? Defund the police. Look, man, you ain't got to defund them. Just stop calling them. If you don't like, you know what? How about you get some training? Take accountability. All right? Now, that's the big word. This is what makes people not follow you and fucking hate you. I shouldn't have cussed. I'm sorry for cussing. I'm trying to do better. All right? This is the problem. When you take accountability, you can actually go get some training you actually go pay attention to some lectures, you actually read something, you actually understand how this thing actually works, choices you make will be a lot different. Hey man, this is old from body by old body by old tactical. Arcena Academy, Arcena Community Security. Listen, I love y'all, man. And I want y'all to do better, man. I really want y'all to do better. I'm not going to come down on a baby in her actions because she's a baby. We got to start teaching our babies truth. If she called the police, she should have put all weapons down, stepped back, and let the police do what they do. She's a baby, though.
2: Remember, that's what I stated in the last show. That's what I stated in the last show, for the record. But, you like see, nobody told her. Her father was there instead of him kicking at the young girl, uh, whoever, young woman that fell on the ground. He should have been trying to encourage his daughter. Put the knife down. Let the police handle it now. You know. And
8: she's going to be a product of her environment. She's going to know the information that's presented to her in her environment. If her parents didn't teach her how to deal with police interaction you know, with police, that's actually a class that we teach. That's a class that everybody in our community needs to take and learn
2: with their entire family, man. You
8: gotta know how to do this shit, man. I love y'all.
2: I'm out. All right, all right. That's that one right there. And I do have another one, but uh, let me see. I think it, and I want to just mention something right fast. I, I, I want to mention something right fast, y'all. If we think, of, if we think, I mean, we were talking about yeah, it on another last show, and, I'm, and I got you too, Justin. I got you coming too, brother. Now, we think, right, <clears throat> you know, we were saying these babies, these teenagers, these babies, I'm going to say, we keep saying babies, won't kill your ass. If they got a weapon, they would not harm you. They well. They just a baby. They just a baby, you know. And I'm not, I'm not trying to justify nothing. about, you know, like I said, the, the the sister got killed or nothing. But I'm just trying to show y'all how people try to use they just babies and you know they don't know no better and so on. So they won't hurt you. There was a baby. They did not have to do that. You don't have to. the baby hurting other babies, man. These babies are hurting other babies now. What you talking about, son? Ray? y'all know it said a day before, a day before uh, Micaiah Bryan uh, incident and shot? Don't you know in Cincinnati, Cincinnati, Ohio, teen-year-old girl fatally stabbed her friend, who was also 13? Let me say it again. A thirteen-year-old sister, young sister, stabbed her thirteen-year-old friend and killed her. hmm Yes, sir, indeed. And y'all already know. I, y'all don't already know, but yes, they—they they were what we would call black again. Hmm? She stabbed her. Let's let's read here a little bit what happened. Just something, just surmise a little bit. It says, family members and witnesses said that on Monday, April the 19th night, Givens, that was a young sister's last name, Givens reportedly got into a fight near where her family lived during the fight. Police said she was stabbed with a pocket knife. Her family, uh, I mean, excuse me, her father reportedly said that the incident was the end result of bullying. Somebody was bullying on it, picking on it. Document uh, obtained by the Cincinnati acquire says, uh, during the verbal dispute, the teen pulled out a pocket knife and cut the victim on the right side of her neck, causing her death. Although she was immediately rushed to the Cincinnati Children's Hospital, Givens reportedly succumbed to her injuries. 13-year-old stabbed and killed her so-called friend. When I, yes, sir. So we all tell y'all, man, there's there's uh, many incidents I've seen here. I, I have a, several news apps on my phone, and I've seen several things popping up about stabbing incidents. I told y'all the other day I've seen something where uh, I think it was in a school uh, some children got stabbed in a the, in the school um, like I said, man, we talk about reform in the police department. I agree, but God damn it, there has to be, there's a need, a dire need, man, for, um, Reform in the so-called black community, man, has to be. It got to be, y'all. Got to be. Our babies, our babies, man. Uh, oh boy, they, they, they are there, man. They are there. Are we failing them as adults? Is it our fault as, as adults? while our generation behind us? I'm fifty, y'all. I'm in my fifties. Is it our fault that's older than them in our 50s and 40s and whatnot, right? Is it our fault that our children, uh, the way they are? Uh, and I know we we seeing the music, and so many things are involved in this. The music that we're allowing to be played upon the airways and uh downloaded and however they they get this music now you know we allowing uh so-called i won't even call them music artists y'all i ain't gonna even give them that goddamn critic but you have uh people like megan the stallions you got um with that bull crap and uh her and uh what's that other woman's name uh uh david israel uh uh friend uh cardi b you know you know she's a red bone. That's why I said Carter David is real friends. She's Puerto Rican. You know they don't like neither one of them, red bones. But uh, anyway, that's another whole story. Uh, what is happening, man? And, and y'all seen the other situation? And like I said, something is going. It, it, is it something that they? Maybe I don't know, y'all. Maybe it's something that they did with the coronavirus that affecting us. Maybe it, maybe it's the coronavirus. Now, y'all, maybe it's the coronavirus. Now, y'all think I'm bullshitting. I might be kind of like sound like I'm joking, but maybe I ain't, I ain't really joking. Now I'm, I don't know. I'm trying to find out what the hell is it that, that, that's making us act in such a way that we're acting. And I'm not talking about, like I said again, y'all, I'm not generalizing all of us. We know goddamn well. Like the mama them say, y'all, if the shoe don't fit, I ain't talking to you. I ain't talking to you. You like it, you know, I ain't talking to you, but they they all know who I'm talking about out there. So is it something that they already put in the air, like with the gaze of coronavirus? Because y'all know how they say the coronavirus is affecting black people more than, this, you know, everybody else, white folk, turquoise folks, Chinese folks, aliens in America green folks and you know i'm talking about y'all talking to martians and shit more than anybody else is it the coronavirus is making our people snap out because there was a video another video that i seen the other day now the police i forgot where it was but the i I was in chicago but the police uh was following this mercedes or something they pulled him over and the dude got out with two big ass knives y'all seen that he got out the black dude got out with two big ass knives and he was coming to the police. And then the fool even got into the police car. The police was moving the fuck away. The police was getting away, moving out of the way. He didn't blast him on sight. The police was like, hey, what are you doing? He got into the police car with two knives and bo- he had a knife in both hands. He got into the police car through the driver's side. And I think he crawled out through the passenger side. That's when he started coming at the police. And the police was, you know, telling him, hey, stand down. And he came at the police and y'all know the rest of the story. What's happening, man? What the hell is going on? And, and just let me play this last one. Let me play this last one right here, man. Let me play this last one. This is a thought now. This come from Fox. Now, I want y'all to listen. When you get to the part with Warren Williams, listen to this shit with Warren Williams, too. But let me play this, man. Yet
6: another rush to judgment over a deadly police shooting is a tragedy. There's no denying that. But Democrats in the media racing to politicize an officer-killing 16-year-old Michaela Bryant, who had a knife in her hand and was lunging at another girl. Instead of waiting for all the facts, the White House said
5: this. She was a child. We're thinking of friends and family in the communities that are hurting and grieving her loss. We know that police violence just proportionally impacts Uh, Black and Latino people in communities and that Black women and girls, like Black men and boys, experience higher rates of police violence.
6: And now liberals in the media are trying to downplay the dangers of knife fights. Former Obama White House advisor Valerie Jarrett tweeting, quote, a police officer immediately decided to shoot her multiple times in order to a knife fight.
4: And a CNN guest said this. And the question we have to ask
8: ourselves: What if it were your daughter? What if it were your child? What if it were a member of your family, your neighbor,
9: uh, in a uh, essentially
8: a a teenage fight, a schoolyard fight?
2: (laughs) But maybe, oh, let me stop now. You hear that? Now this is what these crazy ass Democrats, now throw it at them, crazy ass liberals, them leftists, was saying, right? This is this is just a schoolyard fight. You know, they got knives. We've been fighting with knives. Okay. We've been fighting with knives. A 13-year-old, y'all see what it said? The 13-year-old just killed another 13-year-old in a what? It went to schoolyard fight because it was at night. And just old knife fight. Now that 13-year-old sister's dead. Now, like Black Lives Matter was like, hey, man, we've been fighting with knives. Yeah, we, people been dying because they got stabbed. Some just got cut up. But, yeah, okay, it is just a knife, but a knife would kill your ass damn near, I guess, as fast as a fucking gun would. Because the other brother got shot th- uh, uh, ten times the other day. He ain't dead. Huh? He got shot. He ain't dead. So a knife would kill your ass. So, oh, we just going to let people get stabbed around this motherfucker. Don't don't call the police. Just let them stab him. We're going to be all right. Okay, don't, don't, I mean, don't intervene. We, Hey, man, we've been having knife fights. So, Somebody had to intervene in what it could have been to maybe little 13-year-old girl would have been there. I don't know. I, I don't know. So I guess we give a life for a life. Let let a, So even with Micaiah, let her stab that other girl and probably would have killed her. And Micaiah would have went to prison. Because I oh, best believe if she would have stabbed that girl, a woman, whoever, whatever she was. She was gonna to go to jail, y'all. Y'all best believe that bullshit. She was going to fucking jail. So we would you still would have lost. You would have had that other girl probably dead and Makaya would have been in prison juvenile at that time probably getting to go gonna go to prison. They probably could would have charged her as an adult in some instance. So that's what black lives matter them who don't give a fuck about black lives. So is this type of thing. Now we hate this sister got killed. Like I said, we wish those so called these so called fucking adults would have been goddamn responsible adults and intervened and stopped the bull shiggy. Hm? we wish it had to happened but we know it did, so we, you know, let's go. Maybe
6: they should listen to the girl wearing pink, who could have been stabbed.
3: Oh, she, she, f- f- you f-
4: she came out. She came with a knife yes, earlier. She just did, that's, what the, that's what the police. That's did that lady on the up, floor. She
9: came after me with a so knife. Yeah, so he got her.
6: All right. Well, first of all, it's not a knife fight when only one person has, has a knife. That's at the butcher shop. Right, Juan Williams, you're an officer. You get out of the vehicle. You see, May
2: Now let's listen to this dumbass Juan Williams. Listen, to this man. Now he's saying he's a he's an officer. Now let's listen to this response from this dumbass. Cam, there's
6: a guy that's kicking a girl down to the ground, and another woman lunging at a, a defenseless woman like this with a sharp blade. You have seconds to react. She doesn't put the knife down when you warn her. What does Juan Williams' officer Juan Williams do to save the lady's life in Pink?
1: Well, I guess I would shoot the gun, not necessarily at somebody, but maybe shoot the gun and maybe, you know, run at the person and try to disarm them. I I don't know. I mean, So wait, wait,
6: wait. Can shoot the gun life. in the air like a warning shot.
1: Not, well, hopefully to distract or to try to stall or something so I could oh. get, or my partner oh. could get the, the knife away.
2: Now, let me stop. You no, know, goddamn well, you cannot just shoot, no fire, no gun. I tell y'all what, I hope y'all don't do this. I advise y'all don't do it. But go outside and shoot your gun in the air and let somebody call the police. You know what they'll get your ass and go to jail for? I, don't, I, I know here in the state of Tennessee and the state of Memphis, the city of Memphis, they will. Go outside and shoot your gun in the air and just shoot out in the air. You can get into a fight with somebody and shoot the fucking gun in the air, but just shoot it in the air all willingly. You know Yeah, he's going to get arrested for? Reckless endangerment. Reckless endangerment. So here's a guy talking about he's a fucking officer and talking about firing a gun in the goddamn
1: air. Oh, goddamn. Hey, I see is what I'm I don't know. I mean, taking some life is pretty okay. strong. I don't either. I, I don't either, Jesse. I mean, Jesse, policing is tough work. Um, but all I'm saying yep. is, you know, I think, I think that that woman with a knife is a danger to society. It's certainly a danger to the other person, and we want her to stop and be disarmed. I just, I just also think that killing a human is pretty radical. I don't think that's a good thing. But what I see overall here, you know, you asked me what I see. I see people now using this Ohio case, which is messy, as you and I just discussed, to somehow really try to change the subject, you know, from what happened in Minnesota with the Chauvin uh, guilty verdict, with the George Floyd murder on tape, which is right now uh, prompting a lot of eyes to open in America to the idea that really there is a problem with policing, that what black people have been saying about police brutality and abuse, lack of accountability... For police who engage in that kind of behavior, is a real problem in America. So I think a lot of people just want to change that conversation by looking at this case where it's not clear who's in the right and wrong. All that we know is, you know, with some certainty that deadly force had to be used. Wow. And a lot of people are saying, gosh, you know, why do we have to do that every time?
6: I don't know Greg if people are trying to change the conversation this conversation was thrust upon us by really disgusting headlines that made it look like this was a racial execution and <laughs> and and NBC actually got caught deceptively editing the video to make it look like the girl didn't have a knife and they edited the 911 call. Again, we're back to cleaning up the racially charged story that has been foisted upon us in order to divide us.
9: The only time uh, the media is interested in looking at the complexities of this uh, stuff is when they are caught out on it, right? No one changed the subject, no one changed the subject. The media embraced this story and they pushed it to the forefront because they thought it was going a certain way. And then suddenly when it went another way, people started deleting their tweets, right? But the real, out- and, and the fact is, once these stories are messy, we've been saying that every time we have eight or 10 of these a year, we go, these are each one of these cases, it's so different, but it's immediate that is trying to make them sound exactly the same, and it's not, it is messy. But here's the real outrage. We have lowered our expectations so much that we deem a knife fight as an acceptable part of childhood. If that is true, right, we need to examine these childhoods instead, instead of making disgusting excuses. We saw two narratives collide last night – Police shooting a suspect, which the media obsesses over. Black, black violence, which the media ignores. But you can't have the former without the latter. Police end up at the end of these people's lives because they were called there due to the violence that the media ignores. Cops end up in situations caused.
2: Hold on. I got to play that part again. Because I, 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 I want you to hear this shit here. Now, here's the way. I, making the guy saying the fucking truth. Let's hear this part one more time. Let me see. Go back. He's talking about what what happened in the black community, what the media ignore, like Chicago and shit. Mass shootings all the fucking time. Yeah, because there's more than one get shot in Chicago. We, We know that. Hell, here in Memphis now. Let's play it one more time.
9: These childhoods instead, instead of making disgusting excuses, we saw two narratives collide last night. Police shooting a suspect, which the media obsesses over, black-on-black violence, which the media ignores. But you can't have the former without the latter. Police end up at the end of these people's lives Because they were called there due to the violence that the media ignores. Cops end up in situations caused by the problems that are dismissed. So they end up there because it's their job to be there at the end. And no, it's not Juan or me that has to rush in and, and, and not make this decision. It's that guy. He can't ignore it. He has to show up and risk everything too. If we imagine if we honestly tackled the problems at its roots—the piss poor education, the violence, mental wellness, family structure—what if we examined the variables that end up with the police there at the end of a person's life, rather than dismiss it as a har- dismissing it as a harmless knife fight? Or what Jen Sackey said: those are the variables that contribute to this. Because the more you dismiss, the variables that lead to this horrible tragedy, the more it keeps coming. This is not about a police officer. This is about everything, everything that led to that moment. And if you deny that, you are you are propagating this problem. You are part of the problem.
2: Now let me start right there. One more time. I got I got you coming. I got you coming. I gotta get I just want to get this out and get this clip up. Ready to get this in there. To make the excellent point. What he's saying is dead to the core that's what we say again man like i played i start off i played the clip with and i might do it again later where they where they play the uh uh how did the police have been to that home that foster home where our sister makaya brian have been living several times several times nothing was done several incidents there were uh like fights and all of this type of stuff and somebody i think they said her sister called in one of them things i'm going play it again a little bit later here but she called and said if they don't come and do something she was going to kill someone if somebody don't come she was going to kill someone so come on man like i said the, the especially the mainstream media and all of these especially in these liberal things here they want to ignore the fact what's happening to black people, and until something like this, a shooting, comes, and then they want to highlight it for their own political agenda or some type of agenda that they that they have. They really don't give a shit about the black community, regardless. And it's just a a propaganda tool for them. But like I said, when when nothing like what, what's happening in, in 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 hood USA, nobody's giving a fuck. They're, like right now, there's no they talk about well we need to look at why is the uh murder rate so high why is the homicide rate why is these things constantly happening why are just so-called black people shooting each other the way they're doing we need to be examining this type of thing is it a mental thing or is it just self-hatred what is the cause Was why they are doing what they are doing to each other. We get a police incident now. It it seems to be they happening a lot now. I don't know, or is it just the media just putting this out? Because some things y'all looked at, the goddamn this thing, some things they putting out on the news now happened months ago, years ago, probably a year ago. Now they putting it out in the media just like it just happened, and they they highlighting because they have a certain agenda. Something they they trying to do. They highlighting this because you know, hey. Something has to be done, like I said, with police reform. But now we're not saying all the the police are not hadn't been uh you know, or the justice system hadn't been giving us justice because, like we say, it's called just us. It's just them, not us. You know, like I tell y'all, man, it's the criminal justice system, it's criminals running that fucking system. So, hey, you know, what the hell you expect when criminals running the goddamn system? You can't get no justice, huh? You ain't going to expect no criminal to you no motherfucking justice. If a criminal can steal from you, if he's a thief, you think he's going to really just share equally with you? Come on, y'all. Let me finish playing
3: this.
6: So, Dagan, Greg makes an excellent point, which he does once in a while, and that is that if you reduce the number of 911 calls coming from these communities, you're going to reduce the chances of these horrific very messy, officer-involved shootings, isn't that yeah. right?
0: Right, and people will die if the police are not there for them. I, you can look at that video one of two ways. That was a police officer saving the life right. of a young black woman. And you know what, when the police aren't there, people die. In another part of Ohio earlier this week yeah, in Cincinnati, a 13-year-old was stabbed to death by another 13-year-old. The mm-hmm. girl who died, Naira Givens, she was stabbed by another who's been charged with murder.
2: Tita, now, I'll
0: leave it at that.
2: She's 13, facing a murder charge. Black like Lives Matter, like y'all said, Quick, police, quit coming in the neighborhood. You know, it's just a knife fight. This is a young 13-year-old young girl whose life is being, the other girl's life has is is already been destroyed. She, 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 she's deceased. Now, this girl who stabbed her, don't even really know a damn thing about life. Going to jail for I don't know how long, got murder, degree murder on her hand.
0: But what's happened with this, the left-wing liberal framing of all of this, and this is their uh, modus operandi, that you get ahead of the actual facts and that you do or ignore them or lie to make sure that you shape the story. to uh, to their narrative at all costs. So the narrative is, cops are evil, this country is racist, down with America, and then the preferred outcome is that we destroy the nation as it exists right now to rebuild it. It's a craven power grab. Ridiculous if it wasn't so insidious. But I'll point to the verdict in the Derek Chauvin trial guilty on all counts, Uh, justice for George Floyd's family, certainly. But see, that pointed to the fact that the justice system is not systemically racist. That a cop who oversteps his power and kills another individual will be brought to justice and will be sent to prison for the rest of his life. But see, that didn't fit the left's narrative. So -hmm. they're trying to, they tried to change the subject with this uh, shooting, this police shooting in Ohio. So what does the left do? The tensions are cooling. You gotta bust out that canister of kerosene. You gotta keep the lie alive yell louder
6: Yeah Martha one of the things that I found pretty disturbing was watching a lot of African American pundits look at this video and basically come to the conclusion that we should just let them stab each other don't get involved you know don't don't try to break it up you know knife fights mm. happen let's just let them slash each other to death it's, it's, that was well, pretty shocking to hear.
7: You know, I, I,
2: and, and that was one of the things that one of the – I think she was the co-founder of Black Lives Matter actually said. Now, what he said, that was one of the co-founders. Y'all look the shit up. That's what she basically said. Quit calling the police. Hey, we've been having knife fights. That's what basically what she said. I mean,
7: as Dagan just brought up, the other case that she talked about, I looked up the number today of young people under the age of 18 who have been killed uh, in violent events like this. In 2021, there's 441 children that you, have, you never hear about, and Al Sharpton does not show up for their funeral The White House never talks about them. And this police officer intervened in a situation that might have ended like that did. You know, this is a tragedy. Uh, Obviously, this young person lost their lives. And the bottom line is that we don't know what happened here yet. So this is why I don't think anybody should walk to the podium at the White House and make judgments about what happened. I would like to see the kind of responsibility that we used to see when, when situations like this were dealt with where you say, Look, we see what's on this video, and there's an investigation that's underway, and we are keeping an eye on it, and we're going to find out. We're going to see where it leads. We're going to allow them to do this. I, I'm watching to see what happens to a man named Ned Pettis. Ned Pettis is the uh, Columbia safety officer, Columbus, uh, Ohio safety officer, and he urged everyone not to rush to judgment.
2: Okay, that's enough of that. That's enough of that. All right, Jesse, your mic is over, too. But see, that's, like I said, we have to have critical thinking. Like I said, don't let the media man is not there to think for you. So hey, don't you think that shit? The media is not there to think was- for you. They're gonna lie on everything because they, y'all know, y'all ain't gotta get into that shit, but y'all, y'all already know. You already know the story about how the media do things. So yeah, that, and um, like I said again, after that, I, after Justin come through, I play y'all some things, uh the, uh the clip. How many times they've been at that 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 home, at the foster home, yeah. I just wanted to throw this stuff out here tonight, man. God damn it, y'all. All All right. Peace, 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 brother. Summary,
10: uh, you know, you're talking about the criminal justice system. Brother Khaled called it the criminal criminal system or the criminal (laughs) criminal injustice system. So at any rate, however you look at it, you got to think critically, like you just said, right? Mm -hmm so and while you were touching on getting away from the violence and moving away from it and not being in the hood and just getting away I mean that's it's like the world is a vast world nobody says anybody has to live or stay anywhere that they are you can always up and move and go where you you know your heart desires so a lot of people have never moved from where they were born and never left the area where they live or never went to another state or a lot of people never went across town and they've lived their whole lives in just a shallow, small circle of existence in a sense where they don't know anything but where they come from. And, but I've lived in so many different places that I know that I can make a better choice to live somewhere where it's at least, not as dangerous not as dangerous so moving away from the immediate danger is not a bad idea if you can move somewhere where you may be in a small town or something and it's not that many people in the town so you wouldn't run into a whole bunch of people to come in contact with necessarily and so You you might have a better chance of existence in that way if you're not around so many people. A whole lot of people all on top of each other are the ones that have all of the problems because it's people that's living too close together, all on top of each other. And that makes it difficult for people to have any time for their own mind and, and peace and everything because there's always something going on when there's a ton of people in your existence Mm
3: -hmm.
10: so moving away good idea I I have a place that I would like to move to that I'll keep quiet and keep it to myself but I used to live there before and I like to move back to that place because it was a nice place to grow up it was a nice place to live it was a nice well, I didn't—it's no violence, nobody shooting and killing each other and stuff like that. And go out on the lake and go fishing. Uh, you know, go out into the, uh go to the park and do different things and just not as many people around. So you have less incidents that way, even though something can happen at any rate, especially being black and, you know, you got the system and usually white cops. So if anything they're gonna judge you based on your color anyway so you just gotta uh, i would say watch yourself and watch how you carry yourself and to uh not get caught up in nothing but a racist cop it doesn't matter how you carry yourself or try to carry yourself he it wouldn't matter to him if he wanted to give you a hard time if you're walking up the road and if they pull up on you, you walking. You're not even driving. You walking. Oh, you look suspicious, and so they want to check you out. You getting searched, and you ain't even got a car. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Something like that, or even on that same line, that happened recently. I believe that uh, the cops did harass a man who was just walking. They end up shooting and killing the man that was just walking. So, if you black in America. You are always an endangered species in America because of this racist system that we live in, and with these racist people that live in the system that practice the racism and white supremacy. So,
2: but okay, damn if you do,
10: damn right. if you don't. in A lot of cases.
2: I'm just say, damn if you do, damn if you don't. So. So so it's like, okay, you got the racist, you got the racist white folks over here, then you got the you got the black folks over here, and you in the hood, USA, uh, mm-hmm. where well, you got to be damn near shot at all the time, people breaking in your shit all the time. So you're right, damn, I guess it is, damn, if you do, damn, if you, you don't. But how how often will you probably run into a goddamn racist, you know, white person or whatever? I'm just, it, it probably do all the time. but
8: I'll probably I say every day
2: clan, a clan member. They're shooting in my neighborhood every freaking goddamn day. I I, I don't run across like too many white with white people unless I'm going to work. But they, you know, I don't I don't I, don't, I don't have I don't have no incidents where I have a racial incident every fucking day like I have. When we have shootings in this in these communities like we see every day. I I don't I don't see that. I don't have those interactions. But in in hood USA, oh man, those interactions are there every fucking day, brother. the 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 danger is more, and I'm not trying to take up white folks and nothing like that, but I'm saying the danger that 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 orange, what you can say, the, the uh, cold orange and cold red is 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 intense right now in hood USA. Not the racism shit that a lot of people keep <sighs> keep pumping to us. How, when the last last uh, racial interaction probably that you even had? Was somebody did something racial or said something racially what you felt was racial towards you?
10: All right, so I was in the store about ago, I was buying a couple of new Bluetooth speakers and I bought a karaoke speaker with a mic so I could get my rap on and everything. (laughs) So I was in the store and I just looked to my I look to my right and whatnot as I'm looking at the uh the products and I noticed the two people who work in the store just kinda faking of like they're not looking at me but I could see them got their eye on me. And they two white, a white lady and a white man. And so I'm standing there to try trying to decide which ones I wanna buy. And so I wanted some help, and I was looking around for somebody, and I couldn't even find nobody to help me to decide anything. And then I saw those two people standing over there, and I wasn't sure if they even worked there because I'm looking for somebody to help me, but they're just standing over there kind of peeping at me, and I'm trying to pick out something that I want. But anyway, um, by the time I picked out my things and um, – started to walk towards the cash register. Then they, the two people in the store, a white lady and a white man, um, then said, um, hey, did you find what you're looking for? And then I said, well, yeah, I did. And then the, the, the cash register is upstairs, so I went downstairs to get this item, these items. Then I went back upstairs to go to the cash register. And then when I went onto the cash register, now the the dude that was downstairs talking to the white lady is now up at the cash register at the front of the store, and now he wants to ring me up. And so uh, he run, he rung me up and everything, and and, and so I, I just found that kind of ironic that he would not even be working at the cash register. When I walked in and everything, it was a couple of girls up front, walking, working up there in the front, and then he was always downstairs, him and the white girl, and then they both came upstairs after I came upstairs to buy my items, and then he wanted to check me out, so that that was fine. He, he you know, he took my money and I bought my items and I left the store. I didn't give, I didn't say nothing about nothing, but I could feel and know, and I felt like he, him and him and the white girl, was keeping their eye on me. So that's a little racist or, you know, to that degree where I felt some type of thing where I'm really just here to buy something. And so you all looking at me like this. And he followed me all the way up and out the store, basically, because he checked me out at the thing, at the cash register. So we go through these things. Like, say I moved from Philly back to my little suburban community where I grew up. It's, you know, a small town of 2,000 people. There's two cops in the whole town. And when we say we going to town, we would say we going in town. We didn't say we're going downtown, uptown. When we would say we were going to the town, it was the center of this town. It's the center. So they said we going in town. And everybody would go in town like this. You know what I mean? <laughs> Just like that. Everywhere else is uptown or downtown, you know, something like that. So anyway, if I did move to my little and all like that who's to say i wouldn't face some kind of prejudice just because i'm in the community and it's mostly a white community and so i go in the store and maybe to me or to them because i'm black i got money but they think that i'm going to steal because i'm black because that's the um stigma of being black in america that black people are thieves or something so they keep their eye on us all like that. But then the white ones come in and they got stealing on their mind. And so they get away with it because no one's following them around like that. Meanwhile, they feeding their addictions and whatnot and stealing and robbing these people blind while the black people come in there trying to patronize the store in the right way. So, but anyway. So
2: do you feel your life in jeopardy because they followed you? in a store
10: not in that case but you know it could be it could be uh when you get pulled over and it could be the white cop and all like that i've had many incidents when i got pulled over and with some prejudice racist stuff going on with his pullover so that happens all the time
2: like i said i was in my home and my wife just in the kitchen and Next thing you know, I'm hearing shots every day, well. Now I don't, they like I said they no shots hit our house or nothing like that. But we just hearing mm-hmm. them. We just get the hell down, get the hell down. You in the privacy of your own home, and you just, this is how you basically got to, you know, not, and it, you hear it all around you. And then sometimes we just get to the point like, like the shit ain't nothing, you know. It's like firecrackers. You, you just, you're immune to it. It's like it just happens yep. so much like in a our community. Really, uh, just- but when it was happening, man, they were just going down that main street from my house, man. I was basically scared to leave the house. Not that I'm scared, you know, it's like because I could drive down, be driving down the street and they fools shooting at each other and actually they, actually, uh, accidentally get hit. Me or my wife get accidentally hit because they firing at somebody. You know these vouchers can't, I mean, excuse my French, y'all. You know these damn fools can't shoot. They hold their fucking gun sideways and all kind of <laughs> that they do. So it's like, man, I'm not saying, though, brother, for me, I don't And I'm not saying, like, people can say what they fucking want, man. You shouldn't have to live this way. Number one, again, you want to, like, you want to be amongst your people. True. But you don't want to be amongst no fools. You don't want to have to live your life because you you love your people, man. But you shouldn't have to want to live your life in fucking fear of you getting accidentally killed and motherfuckers, you know, tearing up. You can't. Look. You can't buy a house. You might buy that house, right? That's what I'm saying again. Well, they, but the, a lot of these young kids, they don't understand it. A lot of these people, they don't understand these type of things. You buy a home, and and that's your investment. That's an investment. Buying a home and buying whatever you got, that's an investment. That's um, yeah, that is a financial investment. That home is going to lose value. Because of the crime rate that's around, like I said, you buy a home hundred thousand dollars or something, right? You buy it a hundred thousand dollars. The crime rate gets so high in that area, brother. The property value go down. You won't be. And you say, man, I'm getting the hell out of here, bro. I'm. I can't take this shit, man. They the breaking in my shed out there stealing my lawnmowers. All this shooting around here. The assault. The assault the, the the, the rate is high around here. Sexual assaults. You know, all different type of stuff. When you look at the crime rate, I don't know if you – I got an app on my phone that show you all around. It's called a neighborhood app. I'm pretty sure everybody got it in Hood USA yeah.
8: like got well, I use the USA. And when I you
2: look and when you look at the crime status around you, the assaults and all of these type of burglaries that's around you, that $100,000 home that you had built – and you said, "Well, I want to get out of here, man. I, your that home you try to sell it, you put it on the market. And I don't care how much you put into it, you have lost a lot of money. The value have you have lost it, brother. You might get fifty thousand for it because the because nobody want to buy it, and you know really want to buy it. nobody who's in you know um, I'm gonna say." Like mine, such as probably yourself, a person who's thinking like you really trying to ha- have value on life and really want something like that, they're not going to buy it. Maybe somebody who who like that hood lifestyle, that old gangster lifestyle, they might come out. The dope boy might buy it from you. But anybody who wants a, a a a comfortable uh, life and uh, raise their children in a, a comfortable uh, environment don't not going to buy that. You're not going to get the money for you. So you're going to lose it. You're going to lose. And anyway, it's going to go down anyway because of the crime rate. And see, this, like I said, that's why I say again, nobody's really want to invest in some of these black communities because of the crime rate. That's why you see a lot of things. I know here in Memphis, I going only speak for Memphis. I can't speak for nobody else. A lot of stuff that happening in this city, like what we call, uh, we have said we call, used to call it White Haven. They used to call it White Haven. Now they call it Black Haven. White Haven, uh, Hickory Hill. One of my brothers that usually listen to this show, uh, he said he was from here. I forgot the brother name. He listened to the show. Uh, they call it Black P- Haven. Yeah, now instead of White Haven now, because white people it used to be all white live there. So now, it's, it's, it's
10: still named Black. It's still named White Haven, but they call it. Black it's,
2: technically Haven. Called, it's technically called White Haven, but you know, you know, you know when we we take it over, it's gonna call Black Haven. It's, and we then stole that one. We
3: stole yeah, that they one called,
2: back. At a place called Hickory Hill, right. And it was called Hickory Hill. Nice. But like I said, one of the brothers used to listen to this show. I don't know if he still do. I ain't heard from him in a while because I've been different platforms. And the brother said he know because he was from Memphis. He know exactly what I'm talking about, Hickory Hill. And now, you know what they call it? It ain't Hickory Hill no more. Man, it was nice out there, man. The houses was nice. And they gave everybody, they took, when they shut down the projects, they gave everybody vouchers and stuff and spreaded them out through these, you know, Mm -hmm. positives. Now it's not Hickory Hill no more. You know what they call it? Hickory
3: who? What's it called? Hickory oh, Hood.
2: Oh, It oh. is ran down. Bruh, it is pitiful. It is pitiful. And like I said, a lot of the business, man, nice. you should always drive out there. People would just drive out there just to go to the stores. You know, have nice stores and all of that to go to. And you get some, you know, you're decent shopping and all of that. You know what I now, noticed? Now, a lot of these buildings and places, uh, are, 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 man, I ride through these places, they are, are boarded up. Closed down. Oh, shit. Let me, hold on, hold on. Talk, brother. Talk, talk for me. All
10: right. So at any rate, I was going to say, I notice when people clean up their hoods or take pride in their neighborhoods and keep everything mold and keep the trash picked up off the street, then people start to see that other people care, and they start to do the same thing. Because I did the same thing here. I, said, I noticed how people were being real trifling, and They weren't picking up their trash and dropping stuff in front of their house, in front of my house. And I would go out at night, late at night, and pick up all the trash that I see out on the street and on the sidewalk and whatnot, sweep in front of the house, sweep in front of the neighbor house and the other neighbor. And then the other neighbor, and I stretched down the street a little further and swept back in half the block. And then <laughs> the next day, I noticed that the other half of the street, they saw what happened on the first half of the street and then somebody started straightening up the, the, other rest of the, the rest of the block down the other end. And across the street from me, I didn't do the other side of the street, but I noticed everybody over there cleaned up their yard too. So if somebody sees somebody act like they care and they picking up the trash and putting things in the trash and picking up, you know, just keeping things tidy instead of just letting the uh, bags from the uh, potato chips and all the cigarette cartons and all this stuff that people just drop on the street and you just clean it up, somebody come out there and clean it up, it actually becomes contagious where everybody else starts to say, you know why I saw somebody? Or they notice that somebody has been cleaning up. Because I come out late at night so nobody see who did it. <laughs> and so by the time the morning comes, everybody come out and they see, dang, the street look clean. And it was looking all raggedy and been looking raggedy for a long time. But somebody started taking pride in the street. And now this whole street, for the last two weeks, people have been taking more pride in it. And, and even my neighbor that's real trifling next door, they're starting to clean up a little better. So sometimes you got to be the example for what you want to see in the, in the community. If you want to see cleanliness, then you got to be the one to go out and make things clean and continue to do it. You don't just do it one day because somebody's going to throw some more trash and then they test you to see, well, do you really care or not? And you, you go back out there and you pick that trash up, they come back out like, damn, they picked up that bag I threw out there on purpose. So this dude, he really do care about um, keeping the hood clean. And so now I see people not doing that as much. And um, I see more people sweeping their block or sweeping in front of their house now. So that's what's going on. We gotta, You got to do what you want to see in the hood. If you want to see clean, then you got to be clean and do the clean thing. If you want to be dirty, if you like dirt, then you're going to throw some trash down on the ground because you feel comfortable with that, and you wouldn't like it any other way. You need to have dirt around you. So you just got to dirty up everywhere you go. You leave bags of trash, you throw the tissues out, and, you throw all your, your ashtray on the street and everything you got because that's what, that's what how you feel. But you could feel better than that because if you went to a real, real clean neighborhood and you had that trifling attitude and you went to a neighborhood that was so clean, you ain't see no paper blowing anywhere, you ain't see any trash on the sidewalk or on the street anywhere, just a real clean neighborhood, and you say, oh, I'm going to throw this bag out the window, you would feel real guilty throwing that bag out the window if you see that nobody does that around here. You see what I'm saying? So that's the whole idea is to do something that people are going to see that you care, and that will make them care. You, you with me, Sunray? Okay. So that's what's going on with that. But at any rate, I'm going to go back to some of the things you were touching on. And uh, I know you would, you played that clip with the guy who was talking about the case of the young lady who was shot by the cop who had the knife, and he was saying a lot of the things that we were saying on the show, the last show. He he was saying things both of us were saying, you know, pinpointing. What he could, what the officer could have did, and the time that he arrived and whatnot, and we went through the whole protocol. What he could have did, whether he pulled out the baton, whether he pulled out the uh, billy club or the mace, or whether he had the time to do anything else. So we played that out too. And you a woman friend gonna beat the hell out of you. You know mm-hmm. what it boils down to is. It's just like what you were saying, the young lady, you know, she just, she wasn't being guided the right way. With the adults in the room and people not knowing how to de-escalate the situation and get things under control and to uh, know how to have uh, conflict resolution, which is... Something you can learn that we all need to learn is like with the brother who was speaking. I think he taught that conflict resolution where you learn how to be diplomatic in a situation or, you know, like a a disagreement. So to uh, learn how to resolve the issue without coming to blows or pulling out weapons because that's going too far. We gotta learn how to resolve the issues by either we gotta we gotta learn how to resolve the issues by walking away from it altogether or talking it out respectfully. Mm. So that's what we have to learn how to do. A lot of times the way we talk to each other is immature. It's not on the level of adults. It's like adults talking to each other like they're children. And we got to, as adults, realize that we have to talk to each other in a manner of respect. I mean, because once you reach the age of maturity, which should be 18, or age of accountability, which is 18, that you can't act like you did when you was a teenager. So once you become an adult now you have to you have to act like an adult. You can't act like a child or you shouldn't act like a child anymore. Even though people do and they have that kind of attitude or mindset where they don't seem to uh know how to talk to one another in a way to get things resolved, to get things accomplished. We talk to each other too much like enemies or with too much disrespect that we can't produce any change or any positive movement. It's always stagnated by how we don't seem to know how to have a conversation or Resolve issue, just using merely words. Now, we could come to a, a, to the table and say, okay, here at the table, when we talk to each other, we're going to talk to each other in a fashion where no one here will cuss anyone out. We could talk to each other and use cuss words and explain things with however you explain things, and if you use any uh, choice words, that's fine. But don't use them at anybody. You you may talk about anything, but don't disrespect anybody by calling them a name or talking to someone um, in a rude manner or in a disrespectful way. And if we all can agree to do that, then we're going to make change and we're going to get something done. But every time... We talk to each other, and we we cross that line, then all everything goes out the window, and we're back to stage one, and we get nowhere, so we gotta learn how to progress and be able to talk to each other and respect one another and respect each other's opinions and views in order for us to uh have peace amongst the ourselves and our families um other than that, let me see what's going on. I was going to mention, yeah, when something happens, it's just like what I was just saying, to resolve the issues, and then don't always call the cops. We always seem to want to call the cops, and then when they come, You don't know what side they might end up on once they get there. (laughs) You don't know. So the best thing is to try to resolve it amongst your own people in a peaceful way, in a respectful way. If it's something and you all cross the line and somebody's talking about killing somebody, you've gone too far already. There's no conversation where you should say to somebody you will kill them. You have totally crossed the line just saying, just, just saying that alone. There's no way you could talk to somebody at disrespect respect though, and think that that's okay. So we got to learn how to speak to one another, and I think that's very important. You know, and, and we got to use what is in your heart and should be in your heart, which is love for yourself and your kind. So if somebody has a different opinion or something, you should respectfully disagree if you don't agree with them. But don't get all mad and raise a fight and, and 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 then call the cops because then what's going to happen? Nobody really knows, but you're thinking you're going to get somebody in trouble And then end up you being the one getting in trouble or end up getting shot or arrested your own self. So let's learn how to resolve our own issues without calling the cops. And if it's that heated, then we need to just depart from each other and don't be in each other's space no more. No sense in fighting each other. Just go your separate ways. It's It's that easy. And just... Move forward. Don't even be bothered with the person anymore. Just move forward. If you need to change your environment, change your environment. You need to move, move. If it takes time to move, then let it play out. Sometimes you can't move right away. You got to wait till you can or save up enough money or find a place that is is ready to take you. So... I feel for the young lady, and it's unfortunate that her life had to end that way. And that, uh, you know, maybe if it could have went a different way, and she was just acting like she was going to stab the girls. Maybe she was, you know, how sometimes you were like you're going to do something to somebody and you really wasn't going to do it because you just want to threaten them or put a scare into them. And maybe if the cops didn't arrive And she might have just Maybe acted like she was going to stab her And didn't do it at all So Hopefully You know we'll learn how to um, Get along And learn how to speak to each other And value each other's lives With love and respect for each other Because we don't have the right to take each other's lives Not unless in self-defense But other than that we don't have a right to take each other's lives. So, gotta go by the golden rule. Treat others how you want to be treated. Respect everybody who's trying to respect you. You look like a fool. If someone's trying to show you respect and you don't give any back, you look like a fool. So, show respect and give respect. And that's the most honorable way to go, because then, now, we're showing the value for life and living. Because now we're showing respect for ourselves and each other. So we should value in our lives in the right way. There's no nothing I want um, bad to come to you that I want for myself, or vice versa. And that's how we should feel. I shouldn't want anything bad to happen to you, and you shouldn't want anything bad to happen to me and we should want each we should only want good for each other and um that's how it should be and back in the old days, they had it like that for a while where they practiced uh race first and they practiced unity. And, you know, they had a, a, a understanding of um, pride in our race. And we had pride in, in being proud of being a member of the black race. Proud of it because we were outstanding and we were top of the line people at that point. Top of the line. There's nobody who is the most honorable, most classy, most respectful people than black people. We lost our way. We all mixed up in this society and lost our way, lost our way. So, that's book. unfortunate for us, but what's fortunate is it's still in us uh, to be back to uh having pride in who we are and love for ourselves and each other. So ultimately, we'll get back to it. We just got to bring a balance back to what's going on because it's definitely not a balance. And um, I don't know what happened to Sunray 9. You know, he just left the show. I don't know. I'm going to keep it going for a minute. See if I can hang in there. Uh, He was talking about the 13 year old girl who stabbed her 13 year old friend, another young lady, with a pocket knife. Here we go again. Some young people who have they don't have a way of understanding how to channel that that youth aggression that that mischanneled aggression that they end up having when they get to the point where they're pulling out a weapon on one another and especially being young ladies well, young ladies shouldn't be doing that at all and neither should young men but A 13-year-old gets mad enough that her young 13-year-old girlfriend, for whatever reason, more than likely it was a boy. But these days you never know. Could have been a girl. For whatever reason it was, that man to where she stabbed her friend with that pocket knife and killed her. And now she is 13. She really doesn't even understand the consequences of what happened, what she did and what is going to happen to her from now on to when she gets out of the juvenile system and they may want to give her some adult time for that as well because she took a life. So she may end up getting out of jail at some point because she's 13 and did that as a juvenile. She may end up getting out at 27 or 30-something, you know, maybe something like that. I'm not sure how it works. But just saying that, being 13 and getting that mad at your friend for whatever the reason was and stabbing her with the knife, probably not really meaning to do it, but just not realizing the consequences of her actions. Like, what's going to happen to me after I stab my friend here? She's not even thinking past that. She's not capable of it because she's been fed so much violence in her little 13 years of living on the TV or all the movies that she watch and all of uh, the little rap, the little rappers who all they talk about is killing people on the, in the rap song and how, how many different types of ways they can kill you in the rap song. So when you're 13 and if you don't have parents who are guiding you and keeping you innocent from a lot of the negativity and you're not in church at all, involved in the church growing up in in your teen years, and you don't have any connection to any kind of um, spiritual or religious um, connection. then a lot of times when you're that young, you're guided by peers and your peer pressure and what's going on in that de- dynamics of that age group, Me and 13, so that's like 11 or 12 to 15, kind of like a group of where you at. So their whole little development, they've never seen peace. And they whole little life, they ain't never known no days of peace and no none of what you talk about peace. They ain't never said peace. If you say peace to somebody 13, they wouldn't even know what you mean. Like, peace, huh? Like, yeah, peace. Like, what are you talking about, man? Like, they would, <laughs> That's not even the concept of somebody 13 because they don't, they've never seen any days of peace. That's all they know is hate and, and death and murder and killing and violence and sex and drugs. And they're only 13. This is all they've learned in their little 13 years. And, and oh, yeah, and a whole bunch of cuss words and, and terrible attitudes and ways of thinking that makes them want to kill somebody when you're so young. You ain't even lived your little life. Just reached puberty and just now probably ain't even had sex. This girl's thirteen ain't even had sex yet. She's stabbing somebody and killing somebody already. Like her whole whole life is gonna be messed up because her parents didn't keep her from maybe it was her parents who didn't keep her from um being uh caught up in all of this here the system stuff to see what's going on in America with the culture of America and, you know, how everybody is into this little young world, a little just negativity. It's a whole negativity network of rapping and everything that goes on in that world and even the singing, R&B, the little young world, it's just so negative with all of its negativity. So when I was coming up, it was positivity. Everybody was coming up with a positive way of thinking and more love for ourselves and each other. and wasn't a whole bunch of talk about killing in any of the songs and violence and disrespect and any of the songs. All these songs do to just the opposite of the song when I was growing up, and it's the same music. It's music. It's still on a level of poetry with rapping and all, but... The message is the opposite message that when I was growing up, that we was getting. We were getting a lot of things that was more conscious, raising, you know, raising your consciousness towards your culture or your uh, love for yourself, and um, understanding the expressions of um, how you express yourself with with music and hip hop. Phase is backwards. It's the opposite. It's the expression it's it, it's glorifying violence, violent behavior, disrespectful behavior, um, um, disrespect for your parents, disrespect for any authority at all. And so even if the cops arrive on the scene, you still don't have any respect for authority, authority at all. So this is how it was, you know, this is when there's nobody policing this music in the culture of the young people at all and just letting them do whatever they want to do, then this is the danger that comes from that. It's the mindset or the mentality that gets developed from listening to and watching violence for 13 years of their lives which they started watching TV when it was like 2 or 3 and really understanding a little bit like 4 or 5 so from 5 let's say 5 on up to 12 and 13 6 7 years never hurt never knew any peace never knew any respect never knew any values or had morals and values and any church or religious, you know, any type of discipline of, you know, values or anything like that. So this is what you're going to get. And there's tons of cases like that. And that's why I didn't want that app with the news that tells you all the violence that's happening because it's too much here in my city. I had the app one time, and so much came through there in such a short period of time that I deleted that app within two days because it was so much and I just couldn't take it. I was like, no, this is, and it was all around me and everywhere. And I was like, you know, I don't need to really have this app because it's it's too much going on because, you know, it just doesn't make sense. People don't know how to talk to each other everywhere you go because they're not being taught how to speak correctly in school. They go to school. So they can speak slang in the school. They can speak the cool words from the rap songs at the school, and talk to the teachers all cool. And nobody has to comply to any standards of of um, just how you you should. Everybody should speak with just using the basics instead of using the slang. While you're at school, you should be learning and not using any outside words. And, and increase your vocabulary because if you got an English class, they should be teaching them children how to speak English, and they should learn how to speak, how to, you know everything about the subject. But if you come out of school after you've been to English class and math and science and everything, and you get out of school, and everything out your mouth is mf this and gd that, and you know. That's you and all this, and all these words. You know they calling each other everything. You hear all these bad I'm like, wow, is that what they just taught y'all coming out of school? Is that your language? That's your vocabulary? That's what this school allows. They allow y'all just to speak like this. So I think it should be the standard of how people should be taught and made to not be able to speak however they want to the teachers or talk down to anybody or anything. It should just be a basic thing where everybody can understand each other on the same level, just like it used to be. You should be able to speak. like You learn the thing, you learn the English, and you and can speak it. That's good. So now we can speak to each other. We can understand each other. But if you speaking all this here, rap talks, straight street talk, Half talk and not completing a sentence. How is anybody supposed to understand what you really talk about? But that's how a lot of the youth are speaking these days. They're not even completing sentences when they speak. So all this violence, you know, it leads from you know society. It's just it's just it's just the way our society has. Evolved to Sunray. Yeah, what happened to you, man? From the Sunray Nine, I just heard something click in. But anyway, I'm trying to hold it down, man. I'm gonna go ahead and uh, go ahead and end this part of my thing because I don't know what's happening to you what happened to you. i try to keep talking. If I to find another subject you were talking about here. Um, he was saying something about... Uh, let's see, the dude I was speaking earlier, again, was one of those clips he was playing. He's saying that that the cops are human and they got to make these decisions and all like that. Now... You know, people got to make decisions, decisions. But a lot of times those decisions aren't made on a human level or a human way of thinking. It's more in an inhumane way of thinking when it's not the race of the white people because the majority of the cops in this country are usually white. And so when they encounter a white person who did a mass shooting, even after the person has a weapon, he ends up not getting shot and brought into um, brought into custody without even a hair harmed on his body. And, you know, he's guilty of sin. He already shot all these people or whatever, and you know he did it. And just because he's white, somehow this dude keeps getting away with the murders without being killed like the black person would if he had that, or if the black person didn't even have a gun or anything and he gets shot like that. So the white people who are the cops seem to not really be human because humans look after humans. Now, maybe if he's only looking out for his own, I mean, I could kind of see that because black people... Look out for their own, too, when it comes to that, too, in the law enforcement. That's why you don't see a lot of black cops shooting and killing black people because those black cops are looking out for their own. And so the white cops, when they see, even after a dude shot up a whole movie theater and shot a whole bunch of people and killed a whole bunch of people in the movie, He comes out there and he just gets arrested. And then the dude shot all the people in the church. He doesn't even um, get harmed or anything or beat up. Now, if a black person did something, even accused of something, they usually beat them up pretty badly even before they arrest them and take them to jail. They'll catch them and beat them up real bad, and then they'll take them to jail. The white person, they'll catch him, treat him to Burger King, and then wish him well, and then take him to jail. So, you know, you can you see how it's, it's an imbalance on the, the humanity there. And so I would call white people out on that one. Because if you um, want to claim humanity, then... In cases where there's an unarmed black person and you're, you have this power and authority, then you wouldn't kill the black person. So you would be more humane and say, well, look, uh, I'm not going to kill the black person because I wouldn't have killed the white person. So what I'm saying here is whatever the white person who was the cop or whatever, whatever he wouldn't have did, in the case where it was a white person who killed people and then he didn't kill him, he just brought him into justice, he should do the same for the blacks. He shouldn't kill them either. He should just bring them into justice and let the courts do what the courts supposed to do and then let the jury decide on the person's fate. So I'm going to have to say probably... You know to reevaluate it to 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 for so so many incidents that happen where the white people who do the mass shootings don't get killed or anything, and if they did do a mass shooting, if they don't get killed by the cops, they would usually either kill self they would do the suicide thing after they did what they did, then they would just do they self. And then, you know, very very rarely, every now and then, the cops kill a white person who killed a bunch of people. That's kind of rare. But the black person, unarmed, he's always getting killed for some reason, or he's selling a cigarette to get choked to death or something like that, or he's running away from the cop, he gets shot in the back, and then... They try to plant a taser and say the dude stole the taser. I mean, it's always a story. It's always a lie. It's always something else. So for me to say humanity or human for that, I'm going to have to say, nope, not really. Because to be human, you got to act like you're on human and, and be humane to all people, not just white people. So humanity is, is something that is you have to... You know, practice humanity and be humane to uh to be a human means to have hue which is to have color in your body hue man that means a person of color so maybe because maybe somebody don't have color they maybe not connected to the human family and they could treat real humans uh unjustly Uh, unjust, uh, because they don't have a human connection like that, where they value all lives. I didn't want to say all lives matter. Well, prove it. You you have all the power and authority, so you should prove it. If all lives matter, then treat all lives like they matter, and not just the white ones. So that's what we're basically just trying to say here. So I don't know, if I'm talking for no reason or whatever, Sunray somehow disappeared. Are you there, Sunray? The show is still on. All right, Sunray 9, I hope that everything is going okay with you, man. You ran out real quick. Um, I'm going to wish you well and say a prayer for you. and uh, Get at me and let me know everything is all right. And I'm going to sign out, and just to say, practice peace, show love, and respect all. It's Brother Justice here, and I'm signing out for Brother Sunray Nine, and Culture Freedom Radio, and everybody have a nice night. Peace and love.